Good afternoon, everyone. So my name is Patricia Rogan-Faber and I do a podcast to help people maximise property values. It's called Maximising Property Values and it's on all the popular platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google. It's also on Audible. Um, That, however, is a monologue. That is just me wittering on about property, what I've done, what I'm doing, advice and all of that. But today I'm starting a guest series. And my first guest, honestly, thank you, Mark, is Mark Lloyd. And we are going to do a deep dive into Mark. And Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you towards the end to tell people what you like to see from people who are applying to your crowdfund for funding. But we'll get to that in a bit. So who is Mark? We know from the internet and from his clubhouse bio, people just tap on his face and you'll be able to read his bio, that Mark is an educator and he's also a mentor. We know that he co-founded Property Master Academy. We also know that he's the CEO of Max Crowdfunding. So Mark, welcome once more to Maximising Property Values. But before we go into your property activities, Mark, Please tell us three things that that we don't know about you that we probably can't find on the internet so that we can get to know you a little bit better. Crikey, so difficult questions first. Blimey, three things you don't know about me. Um, So let me think. When I was at school, which is a long, long time ago, I was school chess champion. I I don't think anybody would know that. Um, I what else? Oh, crikey, Patricia, <laughs> throwing in the awkward <laughs> questions first. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, what else do you know about me? Um, for this either. I have um, so I have three brothers and a sister. Um, three of whom I've not seen for probably an excess of twenty odd years, and. most amazing point in my life was when my first daughter was born. There you go. Wow. Do you know, uh, we've been in rooms together for over a year now, or nearly a year. And yeah, I think so. And for the first time, I thought I knew you, but now I think I really know you. So thank you for sharing that with us. Do you know, you and I must play a chess game. Um, I've not played chess, actually, since I joined Clubhouse. I used to literally play every single day before Clubhouse. And since January, when I joined, January the 8th, I still remember, I have not played chess. Right. So we must play a game. We must, we must, we must. Right. Now, Mark, property. Property, 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 property. At what at what age did you buy your first property? Uh, my first residential property, uh, I was 25. Um, and that was actually when I was still employed, actually. That was the, as I think I mentioned a couple of times, I've, I've only had, I've only had really one, well, what I consider really one job. In fact, I've had two. Actually, that was another another point which no one had ever let you know. My very first job, now I it's all coming back to me now, it's an age thing. My very first job, I was a garage attendant. So I worked in a pet- petrol station and, yeah, pressed the button so you could fill up your, pe- your car. 
but I only did that for about three months. My main, my first main job was working in a bank. But anyway, so I was in a bank when I bought my first property at the age of 25. Wow. Wow. And that was residential. That was residential, and, yeah. So when did you when did you buy your first property where you actually made money from it? Uh, that's coming up to 17 years ago. Whoa. Okay, great stuff. And since then, you've gone on to do so many amazing things. You've formed um you you formed six companies, you've sold two um you've got a large uk portfolio and you've got developments in the pipeline of roughly 60 million pounds wow that is just absolutely amazing so how how did you go from you know that one property 17 years ago to circa 60 million in the pipeline right now um, well, I think when we first started, because I've got a business partner along the way here, which um, most of you, I think, know, but I think when, when we first started investing in property, it was just, we, we wanted to invest in property, didn't know how to do it. And the first two properties we bought, so one was a, a UK buy to let, one was um, overseas. Uh, we, we attended a seminar for the overseas one, stuck our hand up, put a hand on the penthouse apartment, thought we'll have that one and we'll rent it out and all that kind of stuff. Never really happened the way it should have done. Uh, and the UK one was bought from an email. And and they were just, you know, didn't know what we were doing, to be honest with you. What changed was um, when we sold our last company, we'd kind of reached um, a plateau, I guess, in the business and also perhaps our business relationship to a degree. And it was kind of, what do we do next? And, and um, I, just as... We sell. We were selling the company. I received a letter through the post from the Rich Dad organisation, uh, asking you know to send, attend a property seminar. So, and I, you know, I believe in calm. I'd read the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. I'd listened to Robert Kiyosaki's audio tape. Uh, well, that shows my age, doesn't it? Audio tapes. Um, and so we we went along, and and it was really from that. I, I would say that the, the things that we've achieved have without a shadow of a doubt in my mind anyway, has been the education and mentoring we've received along the way from some amazing people. Some not so amazing people, as we found out at the beginning, but as you get to know more people in property, some really amazing people. And, you know, the property portfolio we've built up, I think, you know, part partly it's, you know, it's mindset as always. It's having that right mindset, that can-do attitude, but also the knowledge that backs it up. And I don't think I could have done that, but I'm very much a doer, but I need to know what I'm doing. Uh, if I don't know what I'm doing, I get stuck. So if, if if someone can show me what to do, then I'll go off and do it, and and we'll storm ahead. And that's what we've done in many different things, uh, in, uh, companies that we've run in the past. And and you know to get to the, the developments we've got in the pipeline at the moment, they, they've taken years to get there. They're, they're we're kind of um, in the pre-stage. So I, I like to find land that I can do something with, which is not everybody's cup of tea. It's quite high risk, but I, I enjoy it. I have a, we have an amazing team that helps us, and I think you know development side of things is, is the team is even more important than, than when you're doing the, the rental side as well where, where the team is still important but uh, you know developments you can lose a lot of money if you don't have the right people in place wow thank you thank you very much for that so i've i've pinned a link to your um um, um your training academy do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how you help people you know advance their journeys or start their journeys or you know wherever they are in their development how you can help them because that will be 
great for people to hear from the horse's mouth. Yeah, sure. So I think you know, when, when, uh, we, when we started this, uh, the Property Master Academy, um, I think we were looking to try and be different. And, and when I started, with, when we started with our training, there was a number of different training modules and we had three days of mentorship, all, all, all of three days. And we spent a lot of money. It was £45,000. And having done a number of training courses over the years and watched people not do anything, um, we decided to switch things around and focus mostly on mentoring rather than training. Now, we do do training courses, but we do one main training course. The rest is mentorship. So I think in terms of what we focus on, we're, we're, it's about getting results. You know, I, I see, as I said, I see people attend training courses. There's lots of training courses out there. But 80 to 90% of people that attend a training course do absolutely nothing with that knowledge. And fair enough if they don't want to do that particular strategy, um, but they've wasted the money, haven't they? And so our focus is mentoring, and we operate in the main two main mentorships. One is um, focused on development, uh, and that's aimed at newer investors as well. It's not it's not necessary for experienced investors. Uh, and also we offer what we call our rental portfolio mentorship. Um, and they're the two main ones that we offer. And they offer two different paths to to potentially achieving the same end result because you can still build a rental portfolio through development, of course. Um, but the development is more aimed at bigger things and getting people's mindset opened to what is actually possible um, with a bit of guidance. And, and we've done it a number of times now with, with individuals, which is why we were comfortable to launch the development mentorship early this year. Wow, and how how's how's that going, Mark? How how do you feel that people are, are are receiving it? Are they doing what you expect them to do? Are they you know succeeding you know in this landscape? Um, and what advice would you have you know for anyone who might be thinking about you know going down that particular? Uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, the the people we've got on at the moment, um, we've got they've all but one have got deals so far. Uh, the youngest is a lad. Uh, he's, I think, he's about 32. He's a tradesperson. Uh, he's a carpenter by trade, and he came to us saying, "Look, I can get my access on 30, my hands on 35,000 pounds. Can I do development?" And I said, "100 percent." Um, and so he's now got four deals uh, in the pipeline. He's managed to fund three of them. We're working on the fourth. And and what we offer as part of the um, the mentorship we will help you find the site so we'll actually go through help you find sites we'll help you fund the sites we'll help you build or develop or whatever it is you want to do with the sites uh, and there are other um, bits in there as well with an opportunity to actually earn back the fee that we charge you for the mentorship so you know it's i i'm happy with it so far and uh, i'm pleased that we've taken essentially someone that has no property that this young lad um and he will have three or four properties going through by the end of this year, um, and 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 they're, they're they're relatively small projects, which is which is what we you know we, we aim for quick wins. With it. A lot of people confuse development with new build and what I'm doing land, and that's the more complex side of things and the, the riskier side of things. But there are so many smaller development type projects that are much much quicker wins that most people don't realise, and and that's what we that's what we focus on with the development ship is to get those quick wins first. Get some something under our belt, certainly for the newer ones, and then we can start to build that up to looking at maybe larger things. But what we've done with Dan, this, this young lad, is we've opened his mind because originally he was looking at projects around the two, three hundred mark, and and already with these four projects, he's going to be around about a million. So 
you know, he's he's kind of his mindset has opened, his brain's opened up more to the opportunities potentially that are available with the right guidance. And what I've stressed all along is the right guidance, and I should say someone with the right attitude, then we can do great things. Wow, Mark. Do you know, as you were talking, I thought, I'm sure there's someone in the room who is thinking £35,000, three to four projects. Please, 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 please tell us how to do it. So if you wouldn't mind just highlighting, you know, what people can do with that sort of money, that would be amazing. But, you know, people in the room, if you want anything detailed, you want, you know, Mark's expertise, you know, click on the link above and, you know, go talk to Mark, go see what he can do for you and, you know, get your journey going. Oh, you know, I'm so, so glad that I'm doing this guest series. I really, really am glad because like I said, you know, I do the monologue, which I'm quite happy with once a month, every month on the first day of the month, um, on Apple, on Spotify, on Audible, on Google Podcasts. But this is just something else. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Mark. So please do tell, do tell, do tell. Yeah, sure. I, I think, you know, whether you're building a rental portfolio or development, the, the biggest mind blocker is the fear of money. And generally, it's the lack of money. Um, so it's the fear of how, and I could, how can I do that? And it's, it's, it takes a mind shift to actually do this. And it's not the money mind shift. It's just changing your mind shift. So the way I emphasize this is when I say to people, look, what kind of, what, what, how do you approach things? When, when you look at it, say, do you say, oh, I can't afford to do that? Or do you say, how can I do that? And what I teach our mentees is that, that latter. It's how can I do that? Or always focus on how can I do that? Not the problem. So the fear of money is an irrational fear because there's loads and loads of money out there. As many people in the audience, um, I see some experienced ones there, will tell you. But when you're starting out, it seems, oh, my God, I, I can only get one property. How on earth am I going to build that portfolio? How on earth am I going to be able to manage to finance a development? And I often say that the difference between me and you, if you're just starting out, is knowledge and experience. Now, we can teach you the knowledge. I can't give you the experience, but I can guide you over that path and to the, the path to success. And you've got to have uh, belief and, most importantly, the right attitude. It's very difficult to deal with people that don't have that right attitude, that are constantly negative. If that's you, we would find it difficult to work with you. But if you have come with an open mind of how can I do that, how can I make this work, I can guarantee you it will work. Dan was exactly the same when I first met him. It was He couldn't see beyond his 35,000 pounds, but now he sees. So once we've got these four projects under, under the way, which uh, he's gonna be doing himself as well, so that because of his trades background, it, that does help him quite a bit. But at the same token, I've said to him, once you've done these four and you've got that out of your system, no more doing the deals. You need to find people to do them for you. So you need to find people to do those trades people to actually carry out the work contractors and so on. So you know, it, it is very much, mindset but getting over that fear of money because that is what blocks a lot of investors from progressing do you know you're absolutely yeah you're absolutely absolutely right and it is do you know i've got this amount of money thirty-five thousand pounds if i put it into something i might lose it all i might do this i might do that i remember my very first um joint venture 
and it was with somebody who kept on saying to me, you know, Patricia, we've got to do something. We've got to do something together. We've got to do something. But his fear, and it, it probably took us maybe, what, um, 10 years for him to actually put his money down. But I don't chase people because I, I honestly believe that people should only do the things that they are comfortable doing. And in the end, he said, let's just do it. Let's just do it. But his worry was, if I put my money into this project, I might lose it. And I said to him, I said, well, how could you possibly lose it? I said, even if the house fell down, it would be insured. So how could you possibly lose your money? I said, you might lose some of it, but how could you lose all of it? Because we were talking about like cash purchases. Anyway, yeah, mindset is a big, big thing. And now he just can't wait. He can't, he, you know, he, he's doing a number of things and can't wait to do the next one. Um, because once people know, then they know. But before they know, like you say, it can be a bit of a tricky, tricky business. So, Mark, let's assume I want to buy something in an, in an auction. So Max Crowdfund would be one of the places that I would be looking to kind of like, you know, come to for assistance. How would you be able to assist me? And what would your criteria be? Uh, great question. Um, well, first, first of all, so we we essentially provide bridging and development finance through the crowdfunding platform. Um, and if you've ever dealt with a bridging company, in terms of the the process, is very very similar. Although we've automated a lot of it, so we're a lot quicker um, than a standard bridging company. And I think the quickest we've managed to raise funds was within seven days. So that's that's from start of of project raising the funds and paying the money out within seven days um the, the crowdfunding is a, a, an interesting concept because essentially crowdfunding if you look at it from a, a top-down view is a big jv uh, the crowdfunding platform has a lot of high net worth investors we have over a thousand high net worth investors on our platform that's growing daily overall users we have over sixty thousand on our platform over 120 countries and that's expanding daily so we've got a number of people that can invest in your, pro in, in your project. And I think one of the last projects, there was 126 investors invested. So it's quite broad, but it means you have access to those joint venture partners you've been searching for. We've already got them. So they're going to invest in your project. You pay a, an interest rate, coupon, whatever you want to call it, and that's their return. And, and we don't take anything out of that. We, we charge you a fee for setting it up. We, if, if, let's say, you're paying an interest rate, let's say 10%, which is pretty average, 10% per annum on a bridge. That's exactly what the investor receives as well. So we don't take anything out of that in the middle. And it's crowdfunding can be extremely quick way of raising finance. We've simplified it as much as we possibly can. Uh, we've automated an awful lot of the procedures, including the KYC elements of the know your customer element that we all have to go through. Um, that's all automated. Um, the actual process of applying for a loan is as, as automated as it can be. Um, there's still quite a lot of information you have to provide, but we the onus is on you to provide that information. The quicker you can provide it, including evaluation. So we're not like other lenders where we have to arrange the valuation. You arrange the, evaluate, the valuation. At the end of the day, you're paying for it, so why not arrange it as well? So we know that you'll have that incentive to push that valuation through quicker than maybe you know a large bridging company or lender might might be able to though it's got to try and fit into their schedule so you know we, we allow you to arrange that that valuation and it's just subject to certain criteria that's all mark can i sorry can i just cut in a bit so 
people, sorry, I've not been able to pin the link to Max Crowdfund. That you know, if you're in the audience, if you just type into your browser, Max M A X Crowd C R O W D Fund F U N D dot com, you will be able to get there because I think it's really important, you know, for people to maybe be able to go to the website, and you might want to bookmark it. So um, I'm sorry, for some reason, it wouldn't let me post a link. So I thought, you know what, let me tell people because they might be looking for the link. So sorry to have cut in, Mark. Yeah, no worries. So the first the first thing when anyone goes onto the website is they'll need to register. Whether they're going to be an investor or whether they're going to be a borrower, it makes the, it's no, no difference. It's the same process. You register as an investor. There are various bits of information you need to provide for KYC purposes. And then... We do a last, the last thing we do is verification. So the way we verify is through your bank account, because with modern technology, um, when you, as you probably notice now, when you pay your bills, your bank will check that you're paying to the person you think you're paying. So that's, that's how our system operates. Um, now, because we're, our platform is based in the Netherlands, everything's priced in euros. And some of the UK banks don't actually pay direct. They actually use a third party. So we can't read the bank account. So that's the only slight glitch at the moment we have got sterling coming in the first quarter of next year but all, all you have to do there is if you've got a, a sterling account with someone like starling for example you can open a euro account for free and you just transfer it that way or you set up a, a euro account with something like revolut which again is free of charge and very very quick to do um, but we're you know we're aiming to simplify that process as much as we can once sterling is on as well so once you've gone through that kind of process you then either choose that you want to invest in a project and you'll see um, I can't remember what's on the project. On the, I think on the platform at the moment, there's a project in St. Helens. This is a, uh, a new build project that we're financing. And I think it launches uh, later this week. Um, yeah, I'm just on a quick look. Yeah, so in 20 hours time, so you see it coming soon, 20 hours time, we're looking to raise 510,000 euros and um, the investor will be paid 10% on that one. So and the borrower is paying 10% as well. So you, know, you can then, um, once you've gone through the KYC and verified, you can then apply for a loan. And there are some uh, initial costs uh, involved there if you're applying for a loan. And if you're investing, there's no absolutely no cost for you to invest. You just choose on the project. So you, in this example, you'd click on the one on the website once you've registered because you can only see the full details of the project once you're registered. And you'll have things on there, background about the developer, the behind it, the valuation report, the finances, the financial figures, uh, and so on, and what we consider to be the risk um, element attached to the project. And then you make your own decision whether you want to invest in it. And you can invest uh, as little as uh, 100 euros, 100 pounds, essentially. So, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, I, I think it's a fan amazing concept. And I, obviously, I would say that because it's our project, um, but I'm only one of, of many people involved in the project. This is truly an international project. And we've got people from Netherlands, Germany, Sweden, uh, we've now got New Zealand, Australia coming on board as well. So uh, we've got an Argentinian involved, uh, someone from Switzerland. So it's, it's truly an international project. So, Mark, if I were to go onto your website and I'm looking to raise funds, how much skin in the game would I need to have in order to be able to raise the rest of the funds via the uh, platform? Yeah, great question. Um, now, the way we look at things, because when we were setting up the platform, it was we were looking at it from an investor's perspective, not necessarily a lender's perspective. So it gave us a little bit more flexibility. And we will lend up to 90% of what you need. 
So that's purchase price, all the costs associated with it, and the refurbishment, development, whatever that may be. So your skin in the game is 10%. Might be slightly more. We might, might need personal guarantees or business guarantee. It obviously depends a lot on the figures and, and, and how we assess the risk associated with, associated with the project. But on average, 10% is the maximum that uh, you'll need to put in. Wow. That is just amazing. Uh, and, and do you have minimum periods? So say I only need the money for six months. Um, would I be able to just say, OK, I'm only going to pay 10% for six months or do I or am I kind of like locked in for a minimum period? And if so, what would that period? Be? Uh, yeah, well, our minimum period is six months um, and maximum is five years. Um, we have had one loan for five years so far. The majority is six to 12 months. Right. Now, tell me, Mark, um, in terms of the interest rate, so I'm I'm literally thinking as I'm listening to you talk. Um, in terms of the interest rates, are they fixed at ten percent, or could they be less? I, I'm assuming if the risk is more but acceptable, then it would be higher. But I'm just kind of like wondering if there's any chance of that being slightly less, um, because again, people might want to know because you're going you're going for as long as like five years. Now, okay, I have mortgages that I've had for the, going on to 25 years now, but my most recent ones, I, I tend to kind of like change them within about like two, three, five years. So why would I not want to come to you and borrow, you know, at a 90% loan to value, which is possible? And why would I be looking to go to like, you know, a traditional lender? I, I guess the obvious answer is the interest rate. So I'm kind of like, I know you're not lenders, but are you looking to kind of like maybe bring that interest rate down? Because I tell you what, if it was a bit lower, I wouldn't even be applying to all these regular people that I apply to normally. Just too much hassle. I'd be coming to you for everything. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because the interest rate is just one factor. And we, we've had been asked this question a few times. I mean, our, in, our interest rates generally range from 8% upwards. Like 8 to 12 is kind of the average. Um, it, this is where crowdfunding is quite a lot different to traditional kind of lending in the sense that we need to attract investors to the project. So in order to attract investors to the project, the interest rate has got to be enough to get them in. Yeah. And I know that um, for most of the UK ones we've done, I think virtually exclusively, they've all, all been at 10% because I know they work. And this is where it's not just about the interest rate, it's about the speed of delivery. I was talking to a guy on Saturday morning that I co-host a room with, Tolu. I don't know if he's around today, but um, we spoke about a bridging project for him. It was a flip deal he was doing in Bristol. Uh, we were happy to fund it. Three months on, he's still waiting for that bridge to come through when we would have funded it, well, worst case, two or three weeks. So... Um, it's it's you know we offer a lot of speed uh, so you can complete you can get the transaction over the line. We've often had people come to us and say, look, I need the money by next Friday and this is on the Monday. So we've got by the time we go we got it set up, we we have a cooling off period on the on the platform which is no other lender would have of course. So because when when you when the investors invest in a project, they have a forty eight hour cooling off period to say they actually know I've changed my mind, I want to withdraw from the project. Nobody's ever done that yet, by the way. But so we have to have that built in. So came to us on the Monday, one week, by the end of the Friday, the Friday the following week, he had the money in the bank account. 
there's no bridging lender could do that. Um, I've never come across one that could do that. Uh, happy, to, happy to be proved wrong, of course. So it is. It's not just the interest rate; it's about the speed of delivery. And we've got now multiple loans from from some investors because they've seen how quickly we can operate, and that's really what um, gives our advantage. The second main advantage, of course, that every every UK deal comes through me. So I will. I sanity check it first. I'll tell you whether you need to um, change your figures a bit, or, um, or or whether it's a bad deal. Uh, as well and so they all come through me i'll tell you exactly what's needed to be done uh, to make the deal uh, to get the deal over the line and uh, so i look at it from an investment perspective primarily whereas most lenders are looking from lending perspective and it is slightly different as you know wow do you know mark i am so gutted that we didn't actually do this last week because i passed on something that would have been amazing and it was just because I just couldn't work out how I was going to come out do the finance because it was a flat, an amazing flat, but it had Japanese knotweed. Now it was already under a treatment program, but you know, I, you know, for people in the room, if you don't know, Japanese knotweed is one of those things that can make a a, um, a property unmortgageable. Um, and until the treatment is completed, you can't get any guarantees and you can't, you know, all you can say is that, you know, the treatment is is, is going through. So I thought, you know, I can't buy this on a bridge because I might not be able to um, offload it. Because, again, anyone who's heard me talk will, and um, Mark, Mark is going to be the same. If you're going into anything, have, I, I tend to have at least three exit routes. And if they're not all there, I just do not go ahead. Anyway, this Japanese knotweed thing made me not bid. And it went for really good money. 330000 it went for. And when I, you know, I, and I know that road because I actually have a, I have um, a property on the same road. And I know that for the size of that flat, I could have easily, you know, after tarting it up, maybe spending £50,000 on it, I could have got 550 for it easily and I could have gone anywhere up to 650. But you see, the potential gain for me wasn't worth the risk of being in a bridge that I couldn't get out of and a bridge that would then be extremely expensive, etc. etc. Now, Mark, you need to talk to people a lot more about what you do. So although I kind of like set up this guest series for people who listen to the Maximising Property Value um, podcasts, I am gaining so much from this, Mark. <laughs> Please send me your phone number so that I can blow up your phone every week. <laughs> um, no, jokes apart. No, th this people is amazing. So Mark, on so other than that, what what fees do you charge? Do you charge an arrangement fee? Do you charge an exit fee? Do you charge, you know, what are the extras that people have to pay over and above? Obviously, they're paying the interest to the investor. They're paying the valuation fee to the valuer. They're paying the legal fees to the solicitor or conveyancer, whosoever they choose. What other fees might come up if somebody is actually applying for funding with you? Yeah, so initially there's a 250 euro application fee. Um, then once the loan is ready to be published, so the 250 euro fee is money you have to transfer from your account. There's Once the loan is published, there's a 750 euro publication fee. That is deducted from the 
amount raised and also a 2.5% fundraise fee as well. That's also deducted from the amount raised. You've then got the um, interest rate. So that, let's say it's 10%. Obviously, that's going to be per annum. So it's, it works down to monthly payments. And there is a monthly um, admin charge, which is 0.06% as well. And that's quite unique to crowdfunding platforms. Um, so that's 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 everything in terms of um, things that we charge. And what we tend to do on most projects is that the interest is paid monthly, which is why we can offer a high LTV. Um, it is possible to roll up uh, the interest. Um, in fact, uh, actually, I don't think anybody has actually done that yet. They've not. No, no one's taken advantage of that particular option. They've all paid interest monthly because they want the higher loan amount. Right. So, um, so essentially, the um, what you're paying is one point four three percent per month. Um, but if somebody were to roll up their interest, how would that affect the figures that we're looking at? So we're looking at ten percent per annum. We're looking at the zero point six percent monthly. Um, is that the management fee? Did you call that a management fee, Mark? Hello. Sorry, yeah, I was talking away there. I was on mute. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a monthly, <laughs> it's a monthly admin fee, point zero six percent. Right. Okay. So, does the zero point six percent does that change if you um, roll up your interest, no. or is it just the interest rate that changes? It's not point zero. It's point. It's point zero six, not point six. It's point zero six. Oh, point zero six. Oh, that's that's yeah. nothing. It's tiny, yeah, exactly. It's tiny. Oh, oh, wow, wow. Okay, so so which of these would change if somebody was going to roll up their interest? The main thing that would change is the loan to value. Ah, I see what you mean. Right, yeah, because obviously we're the, to, to provide the high loan to value, we're basing it on monthly interest payments. If that's not feasible, then the loan to value will change. So that would that would be reduced because obviously we need, that means we're, we're now adding the interest onto the capital sum, um, and I think that's probably why most people have gone for the monthly payments because they want the higher capital sum to begin with and the flexibility of how they pay the interest payments. Um, you know, yeah. some some most build in the interest payments into the amount they're borrowing, which is pretty standard anyway for develop, any development type project. Um, others, uh, their projects they're working on are producing a rental income that will cover a lot of the interest payments anyway and, and if you bear in mind that a standard mortgage you would be paying monthly we, we took the view that well let's offer that as an option and that's what the most people have taken advantage of in fact well in fact i say most 100 percent have taken advantage of the monthly payment <laughs> honestly that is absolutely fabulous so you can borrow the money that you need to buy at up to 90 percent loan to value you can also on top of that borrow your um development costs what 100% of those or again would that be limited to 90% loan to value yeah it's kind of it's what well, it's, it's it's um a different calculation so what we look at is the end value not the actual purchase price so when the surveyors when you get the valuation report done that's one of the value, values we want from the surveyors say so, okay what do you estimate the gdv to be the the end value to be and we base our figures on that so we will lend up to 90% of all costs. So that's the purchase price, refurbishment costs, solicitor's costs, stamp duty, interest costs, professional fees, 
as long as it doesn't exceed 80% of the GDP. Wow. So, oh, I just, honestly, I, I, I feel quite sick that I did not bring this flat that I was in love with until I found out it had Japanese knotweed to you guys. Because I could have been, I, I could have been the successful bidder on Monday. But you know what? There are more things coming up. Do, Mark, I am completely blown away. So you, honestly, I love, I love deep dives, and I love the fact, and I'm, 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 I'm patting myself on the back right now that I've decided to do this guest series where it's just one person that we're focusing on. Because Mark, the number of times that we've been in the same room together, and you've spoken about, you know, bits of this crowdfund uh, and how it works. But I've never had a complete understanding of it as I do now. Amazing. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. So what I'm going to do is, Mark, I don't know if there's anything else that you'd like to add to it, but I'd like to start inviting people to come up to ask you questions. You know, if people are thinking about development, let them come and ask you so that other people can also kind of like learn from, you know, the question and how you answer it. And um, we can make this a bit more interactive. So people, if you want to, please just raise your hands. Otherwise, I've got loads more questions that I can ask Mark, but I don't want to dominate this because this is a Mark show. And, you know, he's here primarily to help people from Clubhouse. So thank you for spending your lunchtime with us. Um, as I said, you know, today is all about Mark and Mark Lloyd. He is an educator and there's a link um, on the screen where you can actually go to his academy. You can see what he offers, but he's also the CEO of Max Crowdfund. And unfortunately, I couldn't post a link to Max Crowdfund. But like I said, it's maxcrowdfund.com and you can get to the website via that and he's just been talking to us about what he looks for what he can offer up to 90 percent loan to value and you can have it for up to five years in the uk roughly about 10 percent interest oh my goodness yeah for peace of mind i personally i'm happy to pay a bit more for peace of mind and Again, as Marcus just explained to us, he will look at the end value and you can borrow anything up to 80% of that gross development value. Mark, have I got that right? That's what's in my head. And I'm thinking this is just super amazing. Um, and then there's a 0.06% admin charge, a mere pittance, minuscule, absolutely titchy. So, Mark, have I missed? Uh, no, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Amazing, amazing, amazing. People, do you not have any questions? If you don't have any questions, I'm going to ask you another one, Mark. So, this works, does it, for... Okay, we've got someone. Yeah, great stuff. I'm going to let Elizabeth go. Elizabeth, how are you? Long time. <laughs> but over to you. So this is Dr. Actually, no, let me do this properly because this is being recorded. So Dr. Elizabeth Aitaya has come up and she's going to ask a question. She's a medical doctor and she deals with personal finance. She is an expert at that and she does that for health 
care professionals. If you want to learn more about her, tap on her face and read her bio. But over to you with your Thank you so much, um, Patricia, for that introduction. Thank you. Um, I just thought I would pop up and ask a question just to kind of support um, the recording. And um, thank you, Mark, for sharing about what you do. And I know we're due to have our call as well to discuss some of the developments that we have. Um, I might have missed it because um, I wasn't in the room from the beginning. But um, what security do you require for the borrowing and does it matter around the level of borrowing? Um, yeah, so we take a first charge over the project. Uh, if the um, borrowing is at the higher end, so nearer to the 90% of what I've mentioned earlier, 90% of costs, we may ask for personal guarantee or business guarantee. Um, if that's not available, we might ask for possibly additional security. So we've got a project going on at the moment, which is, um, I think it's just a title split, I think. And here the actual um, percentage of what we're lending versus the actual value is very high. So although we will lend up to 90%, as long as it doesn't exceed 80% of the GDV, if we're getting to that kind of level, um, then obviously it means you as an investor is not putting much money into the deal. So we may potentially ask for additional security, but our first security is always going to be on the project itself. So Mark, when you say, um, you know, thank you for that. Elizabeth, we'll come back to you in just one sec. Let me just quickly ask this question. Um, so when you say, if you ask for a personal guarantee or a business guarantee and they're not available, um, then you would then look um, for some other security. So you know, a personal guarantee is is normally where an individual, usually a director, um, or if they're buying in their own name, well, then you wouldn't need a personal guarantee, I guess. Um, so if you're buying through a company, then the director is saying, I will stand in the shoes of the borrower should the borrower not be able to pay what is due under this loan? Now, why would that not be available? That is my question. Why would somebody not be able to say they will do that if they are borrowing the money for their company and they're going to be using that money for the purposes that they have put down in their application? Um, yeah, I think it's. I say it really depends on each uh, in each project because we don't we don't take personal guarantees or business guarantees on every single project. It's it's where you know the the, the loan to end value is exceptionally high um, because obviously I know that we're at the higher end of the loans uh, available in the market place. Um, you know, if we go up to eighty percent of GDV, I think that we're probably near near the top. So because of that, if someone wants to borrow that amount, then that's why we look to for potentially additional security. Doesn't always happen um you know as i said if, if if there is a bigger margin there then definitely not but when when we're looking at that that higher end borrowing um then yes potentially there is that kind of personal guarantee um attached to it oh right okay so everyone that's been asked for a personal guarantee has been able to give one um and that would be the only additional security that you'd be looking for. So the personal guarantee or the business guarantee, is is that correct? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, great stuff. Sorry, I misunderstood. Elizabeth, back to you. I don't know if that answers your question, but what an amazing question. 
Thank you so much. No, it was perfect. And I totally understand re requiring that personal guarantee in the circumstances that you described. And um, my other question is for those who might want to get involved on the side of being investors. Um, I would love to know um, how they can do so. Again, I, I, I apologize, Patricia, if I missed it. Um, and I will definitely listen out to the replay. Um, and also, Mark, do you have a referral process for that? Okay, so um, yeah, well, so we covered this a little bit earlier, but essentially investing is you just register on the platform, um, you go through KYC, verified, and then you can invest uh, in, into the projects on the platform. Uh, do we operate a referral scheme? Yes, we do. Uh, it's just currently under review, so I can't tell you exactly how it works because I've questioned whoever whoever set it up because uh, the numbers don't stack at the moment from what I'm looking at. So, um, but we we do definitely operate referral scheme. When you actually register on the platform, you are given a referral code. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mark. Oh, thank you very much for coming up and asking those questions. Amazing, um, Mark. Um, so. Actually, back to the people in the room, you can find Max Crowdfund um, by going to Max M A X Crowdfund dot com. Unfortunately, can't pin a link, which is why it's not linked up there. But the current link is um, for Mark's um, training academy, where he is an educator and he's a mentor. Um, with some other people and I'm going to pin another link in a moment um, which is for maximizing property values which is the podcast which is ultimately going to be hosting you know this particular conversation because this is the very very first of the guest series for maximizing property values and you know I am so lucky to have you know, Mark just being my inaugural guest. And um, it's going to join all the other monologues, which are on Apple um, Podcasts and Spotify and Audible and Google Podcasts. And I will ping a link in just a moment. But we have Navi on stage. So Navi, good afternoon to you. Navi is a commercial investor and developer. Oopsie and also a residential investor. So, you know, welcome to the stage and, you know, please do ask your question of Mark, I guess. Thank you, Patricia. Um, excellent room. Um, love this idea of guest series. Uh, Mark, I've heard you speak before, but what I've learned today, I didn't know those things before. So brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, I do have a question, slightly different, but on the similar lines to development, I guess. Um, somebody mentioned to me yesterday that in one of the clubs, Mark, you'd mentioned that you had contacts with builders and things up north. Uh, um, so if we were looking for some contacts whilst we're applying for or discussing funding and things, is that something you do have those contacts and you could, could you share those, please? Thanks. Um, well, for, so I have some sourcing contacts but bear in mind i've taught a lot of people over the years and and one of the very first courses i ever did was deal sourcing um which i still operate to a degree now but it's more encompassed within our mentorship program um because I, I, what i found was people just need more guidance than the course can provide it's 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 all right listening to a course but then going out and do it is doing it is a different reality so consequently i've built up 
uh, a number of people I trust around the country that um, are sourcing properties and um, they have contacts within those areas that um, they can potentially obviously use, but obviously they're, they're looking to source the deal at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, if, if I've got people in areas um, when someone applies on the crowdfunding platform, uh, then I'm always happy to try and help. Um, but that's, yeah, that's probably as about as far as it goes. I know that that's useful. Thank you. Because um, there's something that's come up recently, which is a distressed property, and ideally it'll be the right team that would work on it. Um, so yes, no, that sounds good to me. I will probably make contact with you uh, later on and, and discuss things further. Thanks, Mark. No problem. Oh my goodness! Do you know, Mark? I, I'm, I'm, my mind is still whirling. It's still whirling around with the possibilities of what you offer through Max Crowdfund, but not just that. Even through the academy. So you know, people who want to start their journeys, you know, Mark is available to mentor you. Um, people who are in the middle of their journeys. Mark is available to help you out, to educate you, to mentor you, and people towards the end of their journey. I'm sure that Mark will be able to offer you something. Today is all about Mark. Mark is my guest in the very first series of the Maximising Property Values podcasts guest series. Up until now, so nearly about two years I've been doing this, every month, once a month, on the first of the month, I publish a podcast, which is me talking about my experiences, talking about the law, talking about things that can just make life easier for people. But today I have started with the guest series and, you know, I'm blown away. So I really, really hope that people in the room have gained so much from what Mark has been saying, because I have, I definitely have. Um, so just to recap, um, with the crowdfund, you can borrow up to a maximum of 80% loan to gross development value. Amazing. 10% interest in the UK is the norm. It could be higher, unlikely to be lower, but you know, it is what it is. And you can you can borrow that for up to five years. And you can pay your interest monthly without a penalty. Or you can roll up your interest. But if you roll up the interest, that is part of your loan. So you're going to get less. And there is a minuscule admin fee of 0.06% per month. And what else? 2.5% um, fee um, that Mark um, charges. But that F all the fees are up front. He's very transparent with what what is what on the crowdfund. Honestly, this is just amazing. You know, you pay um, a registration fee, 250 euros. You pay a publication fee once your um, your funding thing is about to be published so that people can invest in it, or 750 euros. Absolutely amazing. And we have Tyre who's joined us on stage. So Tyre, you are a property investor virgin looking to delve into the world of property investment. Do you know yes, you I are am. welcome? So good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Thanks very much. Um, this question was for a uh, Mac. Um, I think um, I've contacted Mac, I think on one occasion and he's trying to help me with something already. But I just wanted to find out how does the mentoring process work with you? 
Uh, great question. Um, well, first, first off, really, we establish what it is you're trying to achieve and which is the best route to go down. Um, so that's obviously what, what goals you're looking at. And, and we take a, a medium term view. So what we want to know is what is your plans for the next five years? Now, I know that may sound a little bit daunting, but it's not as daunting as it might seem. It helps give us a yardstick by which we can measure. And we have various systems in place that make sure we measure progress uh, every week throughout the mentorship period. So we start off with the five-year goal, establish what resources you have, if you what access to resources you have, and then we work out based on that five-year goal, we'll break that down to the 12-month goal and then to quarterly targets. And um, that then helps us know whether you're getting there, not getting there, whether it's a realistic target, which we will help you with as well, uh, based on our, the previous mentoring that we've done. So that, that's the initial steps. Um, outside of that, there are, I mean, our, our mentorship program includes all training courses, by the way, but you, you wouldn't need another training course anywhere else um, because we've, we've included them, everything within the mentorship program. We just took the view that um, if you need to learn something, it's in the mentorship program. We, we're not into selling courses for the sake of selling courses. We do one introductory course, which we held last weekend, uh, which is a two-day introductory course that we uses a use almost like a bit of a funnel really it's, it's, it's a an introduction to property investing but it also helps us meet people get to know us see whether we can work together because that's the other thing Teo, it's whether we can work together um now from my perspective and jackie's perspective um we've obviously got to like you <laughs> for one um and we've got to be confident that you're going to be um no simple way of saying this, but capable of following instruction. <laughs> so um, because you're paying us to do a job and in order for us to be able to do our job, you need to be able to do your job too with our guidance. So we will have a long discussion with you. We, when we start the mentorship program, you've got that business plan initially. Then we also do a profile analysis. So we do some psychometric testing, which will help us establish more as to the type of personality you have which then also leads into this uh, to a degree some of the strategies that suit you better um so um and that, that's extremely valuable and very very accurate as well it's unbelievably accurate how how uh, the, the psychometric testing works um and yeah that that's the initial steps from that we then have a number of set established uh, meetings throughout the month or throughout the, or throughout the year so for example we have a, a weekly zoom call which would be you plus anybody else that's on the group that wants to join in that's every week um, we have a one-to-one -one call with you every two weeks um, we also if you have a, a question we have a private whatsapp group where that can be posted if it's not if you want to keep it private we're actually at the end of a phone. So you can actually call us at any time uh, or say any time, not before seven o'clock in the morning and not after seven o'clock at night and never on a Sunday. But apart from that, you can call us any time. We meet up once a quarter um, with you and, and, the, and the group. That's at Heathrow. And outside of that, there is a weekly reporting process where we ask you to fill in a little form, which just says very simply, this is what I've done this week. This is what I still need help with, so the areas of challenges, how I'm progressing against target, and 
those are those three are very important but the most important one is the last section which says this is what i'm doing next week and that's every week and that's a little form we ask you to fill out oh i think we lost her oh she might have a really poor connection because that does do it sometimes it just throws you out literally um well i hope she heard um what you said that i've pinned um at the top of the room as everyone can see a link to Mark's um, Property Academy. So people can tap on that and they will be able to go to um, his website and can ask even more questions. Um, but today is, oh, it's a, it's an amazing day for me because I've learned so much, um, but it's, it's doubly important for me because I've just started the guest series for maximizing property values. And Mark is my very, very, very first guest, and I am so delighted with what you've shared with us today, Mark. So, you know, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for always sharing, not just in this room, but in other rooms as well. You give so much of yourself. So honestly, people, if you're not following Mark, please do so. Please click on the link, which is at the top of your screen, which will take you to his Property Academy and you can find out a bit more about his training and his mentorship, Property Master Academy, it's called. And if you're interested in the funding, um, like I said, unfortunately, I can't post a link, but you can always go there. It is maxcrowdfund.com, M-A-X-crowdfund.com. So, Mark, you have been an amazing first guest. So I hope that all the other guests are going to be just as interesting and we'll be able to share so much that people can learn from. Um, but on this note, and we're coming up to the top of the hour, I'm just going to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So for people who um, are in the room, where can you actually get, sorry, I'm, I'm doing something as well <laughs> where can you actually get um this particular recording so it's going to be on clubhouse in any event but it will also be a uh, part of the maximizing property values podcasts and um i'm just posting a link so if people want to click on that you know they can go to their favorite listening device or app and they will be able to get it so this is going to be one of the bonus scenes so the main scenes are actually just monologues that i do once a month every month on the first of the month and the bonus scenes are going to be my guest series which i have literally just started and mark is my very first guest so mark once again thank you so much and to everybody else in the room thank you very much for spending your lunch time uh, you know here with um uh, mark and uh, myself and to um dr elizabeth and to navi and to taya who's actually left also thank you for your contributions have a great day everyone and please if you honestly enjoy these please do rate please review the show because that will just help me know if you're actually enjoying what is being done and it will also help other people find it so if you found it useful help other people find it as well but thank you enjoy